wanted to be in a fancy metropolitan broadcast facility where the most thought-provoking thing within view is an occasional four-car pileup on the freeway below. We like being miles from nowhere, in the middle of a vineyard that cannot be seen from the little two-lane road on the other side of that rise. Our barn has awesome acoustics and was built with hand tools over a hundred years ago. Nonetheless, we've got some really state-of-the-art broadcast technology inside. And our wine cellar wants a root cellar that is absolutely packed with wine we've collected or been given by friends. Welcome. You have just set foot on Grape Encounters Radio Property, where we don't believe in no trespassing signs. But let's make this our little secret. Oh, and that wine is protected by the sweetest-looking golden retriever who dated a Doberman for a while, so don't get any ideas. me some ice skin me a peach save the fuzz for my pillow and it is time for your weekly grape encounter and we are going on the road it's been a while my gosh i have been sequestered in the studio i don't know what happened to me i'm always out and about and usually i travel a little bit more haven't traveled so much the last couple of months and we are doing an interview let me say this over the phone so i almost sound like a hypocrite but i'm not it's because I'm talking to somebody who is helping me realize a dream that I have had for so, so long. I always wanted to just have an RV that was the Grape Encounters RV that we could just take off. I want to go to all 50 states. Tough time getting it to Hawaii, right? Oh, anyway, you just ship a wheel and it counts. <laughs> okay. That voice that you hear is Joel Holland. He is the CEO of Harvest Host. And Harvest Host has all these campgrounds for RVs all over the country but now what they're doing is because joel is a wino and i mean a true wino right joel i, I, I absolutely love me some wine so you decided that you're gonna set up places for t- for people to take their rvs and they can park at wineries that's right. Well, I think there's two, there's two amazing things about wineries. One, we all love wine, right? But two, wineries are just beautiful locations. Yes. Like, you know, yeah, you can always yeah. depend on a winery to be gorgeous. And for RVers, uh, and by the way, there are 14 million RVers in the United States. Get out of here. Wild. Get out of here. Kid you not. Kid you not. I, just, so, just so you know, I've honked at 12 million of them. RV people that you're talking. Get over. Get over. Those 14 million, after you honk at them, they then have to go find a campground and typically campgrounds are, they're fine, but you know, they're nothing special. You know, it's a hookup, it's water, it's electrical. You're 10 feet, five feet away from your next neighbor. And then if you want to go to a winery, you have to disconnect, go to the winery, and then you have to do the worst thing of all, which is drink and drive, unless you have a a partner with you that's going to stay sober. That's no fun either. And so we decided, you know, why shouldn't our viewers be able to camp our overnight at these beautiful wineries, taste wine to their heart's extent, and then stay, you know, stay there and support the local business. And so we now have almost three hundred wineries in the program all over North America. That is amazing. And you know, it's so funny because when we got the idea that we wanted to have a Grape Encounters RV, which by the way, this is a, a trial run, just so you know. We're, we're doing this in conjunction with My Way, and I'm sure you're familiar with My Way because you partner with 
them on this, right? Yes, we're big fans of My Way. The way we describe it is My Way provides the wheels, we provide the wear. And, and so, as you know, My Way is a great rental program peer to peer. So you can go and find the perfect RV, rent it for a weekend, and then take off and find our wineries to stay at overnight. You're like, this is really cool. It, it's like the Airbnb of motorhomes. You can actually, yes. through My Way, which by the way is like the biggest motorhome company in America, uh, the world, I think, actually. They're huge. Yeah, and- Thor. They're owned by, they're part of Thor. And, and you're right. They're just, they're a very well respected and large company in the RV space. And based in New Zealand, which is really interesting too. And they're just the nicest people to work with. We've had them on the show before because we really love the idea of RVs and wine. It's just a great way to do it. But back when I originally talked to My Way, they didn't have this association with you. And so our whole thought was, you know, you can find an RV park, you know, anywhere where there's wine, you're going to find a place where you're going to be able to park an RV. Little did we know, little did we know. And I think I might be the reason for it, to be honest with you. Now you can go to a winery and actually pull your RV right in and make yourself at home. And that's cool. And it just, and literally in just, uh, it's probably been a year and I'm going to say maybe two or three months, year and two or three months since I talked to Dave, the CEO of My Way and had him on the show. And he didn't even drop a hint about this. I don't know when you guys (laughs) started doing this, but how did you guys hook up? Yeah. So I actually, I met um, someone that works with My Way a few months ago. And, and, and we, it was kind of this perfect collaboration because we have, you know, over 640 locations for Harvest Hosts all over the country. It's wineries, farms, breweries, distilleries. And most of our members, and we have tens of thousands of members, but most of them own their units. And what I realized was there's this big opportunity for weekend warriors yeah. who want to go enjoy the RV thing for a weekend right. to rent an RV and go and check out a great location. And so as I looked around the different companies that were making this possible, as you mentioned, My Way is really this Airbnb of RVs. And I was impressed with their model, really impressed with their team. Right. And our partnership just kind of made sense because you know they, they provide the great units and then we help people take them to great locations. Right. Now, the RV parks that are part of your organization, do you own the parks or are they licensed to you? How, how does that work? It's a great question. Um, and, and because it, it, parks is probably the wrong term. All of our member hosts are small businesses. And so whether it's a winery or a brewery or distillery, we basically reach out to these locations, say, hey, you have a you know, beautiful winery. We would love to connect our members with you, right? Bring you business. Yeah, they by, by, by the way, I, I want to I interrupt because I, I really wasn't yeah. talking about the wineries. I know you don't own the sure. wineries, but oh, sure. but you have other locations as well. Uh, you know, obviously that that was really yes. what I was referring to. So I, yes, I, yeah, um, I get, I get but, the but Although, yeah, I would say wineries are about half of our inventory. Is that so right? wineries? That's where we started. We started wow. with wineries because they're idyllic locations, and you know, a lot of these wineries are looking to get their products out to more people. Right. Uh, so we're now we're now farms, wineries, breweries, museums. The common denominator is that these are um, private businesses. They're all private businesses. They're not campgrounds. They're not sanctioned as campgrounds. Uh, and what they're doing is allowing our members to come stay for free. So as long as you're a member of Harvest Hosts, you can stay for free at any of these locations. And the and, and kind of the expectation is that you support your local business and buy some of that wine and tell your friends about the winery and the experience that you have. Well, you know, when you think about it, a good case of wine might be, you know, $300, $400, and they're doing actually better than that. I mean, they're actually doing better than a hotel is going to do, you know, uh, <laughs> if you yeah. make the purchase. But I think it's, yeah. you know, you know, one of the one of the hazards of this business is is that a winery or a, you know I own a tasting room myself a, a wine bar and you nice. know people come in and then they don't spend any money they taste a few wines and then they don't buy they go I loved everything <laughs> see you later right right <laughs> no and 
that, and that's something that we try to make very clear to our members. This is kind of an honor system, right? Uh, you pay a very low yearly uh, fee to be a member of Harvest Hosts. You can then stay for free as much as you want in any of these locations. But we, you should spend at least twenty spend at least twenty dollars per night, and I bet you the average is closer to fifty to a hundred dollars. And the way we pitch it is, you know, you would be paying around fifty dollars a night at a campground. Why not take some of that cost savings and support the local business and get yourself some delicious wine? Yeah, and and besides that, somebody who's in an RV is going to be a lot more likely. And this is the way the world has changed. But somebody that's in an RV is going to be a lot more likely to roam around, take a lot of pictures, post them on Facebook, Instagram, places like that. I mean. They become these champions for the wineries, whereas, you know, somebody that's there and they're trying to do five wineries in a day are not as likely to stop and really, you know, do the kind of documentation of their trip that uh, somebody who's going to stay the night there is going to do. Yeah, you know, a good example of that, the sunset photos that we see from members taking these sunset photos of wineries. Oftentimes, a, a regular visitor doesn't get to experience the sunset because the winery is closing before the sun goes down. And so if you actually, if you're on Instagram, just search the hashtag harvest hosts and you'll see thousands of photos of these wineries. Uh, and just like you explained, the winery gets this nice benefit of shared exposure of beautiful locations that our members take the time to photo because they're having such a good time. My guest is Joel Holland. He's the CEO of Harvest Host. The name pretty much says it all, by the way, if it didn't sink in. Harvest meaning, you know, winery, vineyards and host. And it's just such a cool program. If you really want to experience wine tasting in a very different way. You want to get more intimate with a winery. This is the way to do it. And I'm taking off in just a week. I'm going to be taking off and we're going to spend 10 days on the road. We're going to give Harvest Host a, a dry run. It's not going to be. I hope it's not too dry. Uh, it's, <laughs> well, I meant, I, meant, I meant dry wines, Joel. Oh, <laughs> I, don't that, know, that I don't know what you drink, but I, I'm going to be drinking dry wines. <laughs> what a great idea. You're my hero. You're my new hero. <laughs> the, Boy, that, that, I appreciate it, man. I just, we have a shared interest. You know, there's something about drinking a nice wine at a nice location with friends. And, you know, you throw the RVers in there. And I think you'll find this when you go on your trip. RVers are delightful people. Yes. So you're going to make some nice yes, friends. Yes, they are. And I'll tell you, at our wine bar, we have RVers come in all the time. And they're the best. They're the best. Will you stay with me, Joel? I want to talk a little bit more. Maybe talk specifically about a couple of locations, okay? You got it. All right. We're going to be back with Grape Encounters in just a second. My guest, Joel Holland, the CEO of Harvest Host. Did you know? Did you know you can stay at wineries? Not in their parking lot necessarily. You can just drive in between the vines, mow a few down, pick grapes at your leisure, you know, shoot ducks in the pond and cook them over an open fire. No, you can't do any of that, but you sure can't have fun. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Grape Encounters is 100% estate grown. We have, however, removed the pretentiousness and added a healthy dose of fun. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, 
free trade chocolate-covered walnuts. And for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. The Central Coast of California is world-renowned for exceptional wines, but it's also one of the most vibrant and alluring travel destinations in America because the wide range of things to see and do here is absolutely astonishing. From stunning beaches to breathtaking hiking trails to world-class dining, artisan craftswork, and so much more, California's Central Coast is addictive. For those visiting this magical region, there's no better place to call home base than the city of Atascadero. Atascadero is perfectly centered in the middle of everything you'll want to see and do while you're here. A true slice of Americana. The locals here are eager to welcome you, and the accommodations are plentiful, comfortable, and affordable. Atascadero is a 365 days a year destination with mild winter weather and mostly sunny days, even when the rest of the country is bundled up. For more information about the warm and welcoming town of Atascadero, log on to visitatascadero.com. Discover the California Central Coast at visitatascadero.com. Did you know that you can visit us in person right in the heart of the Central Coast wine country of California? We can get you a special rate at one of our loveliest hotels, introduce you to some epic wines in person, help you chart out amazing self-guided winery tours, and tell you stories that we're not allowed to share on the radio. Okay, that last one was a, a stretch. Here's David. Back with Grape Encounters Radio, and I am packing my bags. I'm packing my bags. I can't wait. We're going to be taking off in just like a week now. I have been looking forward to this forever. We're going to get into the My Way RV. By the way, that's M-I-G-H-W-A-Y RV that they're providing for us as part of their program where you can actually rent RVs from their customers like an Airbnb. This is a big RV company. They're great. Based out of New Zealand. Nothing bad has ever come out of New Zealand. Huh? If you don't believe that, go eat a kiwi fruit because it's (laughs) just that way. But on the line with me is Joel Holland and Joel is in partnership with my way he was a tech guy and and not even in silicon valley joel right washington dc that's right he's yeah east coast tech guy how that happened grew up there yeah that was home and after college i decided to build a business pretty much anywhere these days i knew the area well and in building a video technology company there and you by the way we're talking to joel uh via zoom conference did you invent this by chance i was wouldn't that be funny no uh, <laughs> i like zoom i started a company called video blocks which became story blocks at no! the a stock stock media company. No, you're kidding me. No, I kid you not. Do you know that we use that music on our show every week? Audio blocks. Nice. Audio. There you go. Do you know that? That's me. Yep. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I use your business. It's such a cool business. It provides music and video clips for professionals like me to use. And um, that's it. And really well done. It's, it's it's terrific. When you hear music on our show, it comes from audio blocks. It comes from Joel. <laughs> <That is crazy. laughs> I can't. 
can't take credit for for making the music, but I I love it because it enables people like you to have really cool sound effects and music. So I appreciate appreciate your customer. I love it. I love it. I've made you wealthy. That's I appreciate that too. Maybe yeah. that's why I was able to buy Harvest Hosts. You helped me uh, get there. No, I so appreciate that. But I love what you're doing. Let's go back to this because I you know people don't, I know they care about our music and we get a lot of compliments about that. But I'd like to get compliments about giving people the idea to go rent an RV and go hang out at one of these places that you've established. How did you go about getting 300 plus wineries to buy in on this? That seems like a hard sell to me. Yes. And so this is where I have to really give a lot of credit, all the credit really, to the original founders. So Don and Kim Green, a wonderful husband-wife team, and they had gone, I think, to New Zealand actually, where overlanding and this sort of program exists. It came back to this country and said, hey, why don't we do this in the United States? And so they did. They had this tough pitch where they had to reach out to wineries and say, we'd like for you to give access to our members, which at this point are zero <laughs> for free. Would you do that? And um, it took them, I think, nine years to build up this inventory of wonderful wineries. Wow. Yeah. And now today, because Harvest Host has this wonderful reputation, it's a lot easier to reach out to a winery and say, look, we'd love to tell you about the other wineries that have had success in the program. There's no obligation on your part, but you'll basically increase your business and meet a lot of great people. Well, you know, so it's, it, what's, yeah. what's really interesting about what you're doing is, is that the wineries understand this. And I know like right here on the Central Coast where I'm at, there are also some people that are doing some cool stuff, like they're getting vintage trailers and they're building these little trailer camps and more and more wineries are building accommodations, cabins, yurts, things like that. People want to experience wine from a perspective that's not just behind the tasting room bar because that gets old fighting your way up to the tasting room bar for a drizzle of wine, which by the way, we heavy pour at our bar. (laughs) We do. (laughs) We need to put you in the program, by the way. Well, yes, except (laughs) we don't have grounds. So, but (laughs) but if any of your customers come here, we'll give them something special. They they get to meet me, you know. That's pretty special. Let me know. I'll, I'll give you a half an hour wine blending seminar. You just have to mention Harvest Host and we'll yeah, do that. You know, it, you joke, but no, I'm not joking. I would say that our members, they love the experience. And in most of the wineries that I've personally visited, the owners have taken me on tours. Uh, honestly, they'll even let you grape stomp if you want. You just have to ask, say, hey, can I help? What can I do? So teaching people how to blend wine, that sounds pretty interesting. Now, I just want to be clear about something I said at the end of the last segment. And that is you, you cannot go uh, driving your RV into the vineyards and do donuts in there. It's not okay. Wineries look down on that. It is, they do look down on it. But what's nice is a lot of these wineries have large properties. And so they do have beautiful locations to park. And some of them are very close to being in the vines. And I and I can share some photos with you on Instagram where you are just surrounded by the whole winery experience. Oh, yeah. The, the stuff that you don't see when you go to the tasting room is what you really want to see. And I want to make a really important point. We're going to leave from San Leandro and we're going to go up the Oregon coast first, and then we're going to hit some of your properties coming down. We're going to hit a couple on the way up as well. So we're going to hit several of them. And uh, I want to say this about visiting wineries at this time of year, because a lot of people are going to go, well, wait a second, you know, the leaves are all falling off and the vines are going to be all stark and all of this stuff. I'm going to tell you that my wife and I got married in a vineyard in January. It was butt cold. It was butt cold. And the wedding photographs are the best ever because everybody 
everybody's used to seeing rows of green grapes. And vineyards are actually really beautiful in the fall and yeah. in the winter time. They're, it's a completely different look. And it's one that people don't really get a chance to experience. It's an altogether different thing. And if you're like a photographer and you want to just go take really cool pictures, it's a really cool time to do it because it's just something different than what everybody else does. That's right. And there's a photograph that we have in our wine bar. And it's my wife and I in our wedding garb. And we have are scooping up all these dead leaves. Beautiful though, right? And we throw them up in the air and the photographer shoots. And my wife is an art director, by the way, okay, and directed many shoots. And she goes, I am not going to be throwing up leaves in my white dress. <laughs> and, and she's like all against this. And now she takes credit for the picture, right? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you can correct people on your show. No, wineries in winter, a, a great thing. Hey, Joel, we're going to have to buzz, but here's the deal. We're going to do a follow-up in a couple of weeks. All right. I'm going to give you my review. Are you okay with that? hundred percent. All, right. All right. Listen, but I got to do one thing. You want to hit me with a couple of locations and talk about that for just a second? Yeah. I pulled up some of our more popular ones. So uh, in Paso Robles, we have Rio Seco Vineyard Winery right, yep. uh, and Tobin James, both very popular. Six Sigma Ranch out in California is actually a 4,300 acre ranch. We're going to be visiting that. It's the first. Uh, you're going to look. That's one of my favorites. First day we're uh, going there. Yeah. Awesome. Bar Z Winery uh, is in uh, Canyon, Texas. So it's all Texas grapes. Uh, it's a very popular location. And then we've got White Barrel Winery. This is in Christiansburg, Virginia. And it's kind of a unique setting itself. It's just absolutely beautiful. So uh, wineries all over the lower 48 states uh, and, and all the Canadian provinces. So if, if somebody wants to see the wineries that they can go visit, they have to join first before they can see the wineries? You do, uh, but you can go to harvesthost.com and click on host locations. And it'll actually give you an interactive map that'll show you where these locations are and what type they are. Uh, it just doesn't tell you the actual information. So to be, become a member, it's not expensive, then you can get access to all the information. Okay. And you can actually, Joel Holland, what a pleasure to have you on. Gosh, the CEO of Harvest Host. It's a program that to me is like as good as it gets for us wine lovers. But one thing we're going to tell you, I think Joel will agree, you do not get in the RV after you've been drinking and behind the wheel. Never, ever, 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 period. Period. And that's now there's it. no reason to, no excuse. Yeah, you get to stay it. overnight. That's it. You stay the night. I Joel Holland, it. I appreciate it. Thank you, David. Appreciate all right, it. All right. We're going to be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Doesn't get any better than this, I think. Your Grape Encounter with David Wilson will continue. Don't forget to join our Grape Encounters Radio Facebook group page, where incredibly fun people just like you share ideas and frequently get together to share a bottle as well. It seems like a day doesn't go by that someone doesn't tell me how lucky I am to be able to taste the multitude of wines that I get to try as part of my job. And while that certainly is true, what is also true is that a great number of wines that I do taste just don't cut it. That's why it gives me so much pleasure to tell you about the wines from Peak Ranch, made in the San Ynez Valley on the central coast of California. As exciting as these wines are, I'm especially proud of the fact that they're produced by my oldest friend of all time, John Wagner, along with his charming wife, Jill. John was always the smartest kid in school, and I was always just a tad bit jealous of his determination to be the best. So when I found out that he was the producer of these utterly fantastic wines, I wasn't the least bit surprised. From their remarkably elegant Pinots to their perfectly balanced Chardonnay and luscious Syrahs, it's no surprise 
that the wines produced at Peak Ranch are simply as good as it gets, and they have the scores to prove it. Log on to peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. You can buy their wines online, which means it'll be the best time you ever spend on the Internet. Go to peakranch.com. And now, Grape Encounters with David Wilson continues. And we're back with Grape Encounters Radio, and now I'm going to take you up to Oregon. At least we're going to do it by telephone, but next week it's going to be in the flesh, baby. We are so excited about taking Grape Encounters on the road in the My Way Grape Encounters Wine Chaser RV. And this trip is going to be incredibly interesting because we're going to do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of wine, but we're all about the wine lifestyle, and sometimes the wine lifestyle isn't just drinking wine. And so I am really pleased to have on somebody that's helping to put this trip together uh, for us. It's Linnea Gagliano, and she is the Director of Global Communication for Travel Oregon. Now, do I say Oregon, Linnea, or do I just say Oregon? Oregon. Just Oregon. That's it. Yep. Okay, yep. great. Hey, listen, first of all, thanks for being on the show. But second of all, thanks for all your help in getting this dream trip together. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. We're so happy to welcome you up here. And, you know, you and I chatted a little bit about the wine tastes so good up here, but it tastes even better when you're in the rolling hills of the Willamette Valley and there's a little fog going over the hills and you have their big glass of Pinot Noir or Chardonnay and it's just a wonderful feeling. So I think it'll really enhance your experience. Well, and I think, you know, you know, part of the fun of, of doing a wine trip, you know, uh, it's nice standing in the tasting room. It's nice touring the vineyards and the wineries, but it's also all about what you do after you've spent a day doing that and you pick up some really cherished bottle of wine and you just want to, you know, chill for the evening. And there are so many places to go do that. And what's really exciting about what we're doing is that we really get to be a part of a of a really fast growing trend, which is to do wine country by RV. Now, that's not to say that lots and lots of people don't already do it, but the effort that's being put into a accommodating people who want to just go enjoy wine and then sit tight and chill and have fun. It couldn't get better than that unless it turns out I'm a bad RV driver. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why it's good to stay put after you have a little bit of wine drinking and and then you will be. Okay, so we're going to be doing some wine country in California first. Then we're going to get up as far as Eureka, which is just below the Oregon border. And then after that, we're going to get to, uh, sort of tuned into the RV experience by heading up the Oregon coast for a while. We're going to start out in Brookings and then uh, Gold Beach, Bandon, and then up to Florence before we then cross over and then really in earnest get into some of the wine country that's uh, a little further away from the coast. So what do you think about the choices that we made there? I think it's fantastic. And the Southern Oregon coast is just spectacular. It's really uncrowded, incredible sea stacks and there's some protected coves there a little bit more than we have in that big strong Pacific Ocean. It's just an incredible place to bring a bottle of wine, even a bottle that you've bought in California and bring it up here and enjoy or have something from Oregon. Either way, you'll just have a wonderful experience. And I like to think of a progressive picnic too and picking up things along the way. 
an abandoned dunes, um, abandoned by the sea, actually, the little town is called, there's a great place called Face Rock Creamery that has incredible cheese that you could grab, and then go sit out on the coast, watch the sunset, and really enjoy the scenery and see as the sun dips below those sea stacks and give you a really spectacular show. So I'm not going to get arrested for bringing California wine into Oregon? No, heck no. We're, we're neighbors. We're friendly neighbors. How accepting are the Oregonians when it comes to California wines? Well, you know, <laughs> just very much, you can so be much honest. to learn from each other, I think. Yeah. And I think it's a really wonderful thing that we have such incredible variety and wonderful wines that are in such a close proximity. And just like you're doing, David, to be able to get that road trip and get those different vineyards under your belt and try a lot of different wines is a really cool way to experience the West coast. You know, we have things right by the ocean, incredible parks and places to park your RV. So you'll be treated all along the way, really on the coast and then throughout Oregon, inland as well. So this is obviously fall now and winter's just around the corner. Oregon really is a forest season destination, isn't it? I mean, we're going to be seeing Oregon in a different mood, I would say, than if we were there in the summertime and it's going to be cooler and it's going to be wetter and all of that. But how much do people enjoy Oregon? at this time of the year? This is my absolute favorite time really? of the year. Fall is stunning here. You probably have heard about how many trees we have up here, but it's a cavalcade of colors during the fall. It's incredible. And it's really been quite sunny this fall and incredibly enjoyable, but you just never know. The weather certainly turns and we love our rain too. It brings us truffles and all of the great greenery that we have around. And to me, I'll tell you, even though fall is my favorite, I don't think there's any better feeling in the world than when you have a big glass of Oregon wine in that Riedel glass and you have the rain pattering against the window pane and a little jazz music playing for me. It's just the best feeling in the world. Let's talk about the trip. We're going to get up as far as Florence and I know there's a lot more to see. I wish I could go as far as Tillamook and and go try some of that great cheese up there and and tour the the factory and all that. But we're going to cut in from Florence and then Mm -hmm. kind of work our way down Talk to me about some of the places that we're going to see. Our first stop is going to be Brandborg Vineyard and Winery. And then I don't know what the deal is with Tomaselli's Pastry Mill and Cafe. But when you Google Elkton, Oregon, Uh there must be a 100 photographs of this little cafe. What's the deal? Right. It's just really well known. And clearly they're doing something right. And it's a really small town. And it's just one of the best parts known of this town. So you're in for a treat. So let's talk about the wines that we can expect. So what sorts of wines would you recommend people try when in this part of the state? You know, a little bit further south, the weather is a little bit warmer right. and a little bit sunnier in general. And so there's a lot of more warm weather varietals down there that are just amazing. There are the Viognier's and the Tempranillo's that are just fantastic. Um, I highly recommend those. And there are wonderful places within the Applegate Valley down there and the Umpqua Valley that are absolutely beautiful and serve up some really delicious wine. And they have a bigger variety.
variety, I would say, in Southern Oregon. Yeah. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, is that the wines from the Willamette Valley are probably much better known to the wine aficionado than the wines from Southern Oregon, and they deserve the love. They sure do. That is for sure. And I think part of that is because they are making so many different wines. You know, the Willamette Valley can hang their hat on incredible Pinot Noir and Chardonnay now after putting in new clones that were better suited for this parallel that we're on. We're on the 45th parallel, so we're really close to France there, you know, and producing a lot of those incredible Burgundian-type Chardonnays. But I think that's a little bit why Southern Oregon gets not as great of coverage for their wine because there's just so many to choose from that that's not just this resounding message of the Pinot Noir because there's so many different things to try. But that's what makes it so fun, too. So we're going to be spending the night at uh, Chateau Nonchalant Vineyard. And I love the name because uh, anybody that knows Grape Encounters knows we are the most unpretentious wine program, the most unpretentious source for wine information. So nonchalant works for me. Am I going to have a good time there? Oh, yes, you will. And I think you'll be right at home everywhere in Oregon because I think almost everything is nonchalant, but that's just a wonderful place to be as well. Oregonians, by and large, are really casual, really nice people who produce incredible award-winning wine, but they're incredibly unpretentious. Linnea, do you have any idea about how many wineries there are operating in Oregon now? Right now, Oregon has 725 wineries and 1,056 vineyards. Holy smoke. Yeah, a a, That is a lot more than I would have figured. That's a lot more mm-hmm. than I would have figured. I'll just kind of wrap it up because we've got to, unfortunately, go to a break now. But our first night in the southern central wine country is in Elkton. But we're going, it looks like now, to Brandborg Vineyard. Uh, we're going to Nonchalant, Paul O'Brien, Wooldridge, and Red Lily Vineyards. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, a few others. Have we picked some good ones? You sure have. Awesome. You sure have. And if I get stuck along the highway, can I call you? I got your cell phone number. Of course. Okay. Of course. Are you kidding? You'll be down having Southern Oregon wines. I'll come down and get you in a second. Hey, where are you at? I'm in, in Portland. You're in Portland. Okay. It's going to be a long yep, drive. That's all right. But the highways are wide open, and I bet you drive fast, they too. Are. I do. <laughs> you, have you heard about me? <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I have. All right. <laughs> we're going to be back in just a, a second. My deepest thanks to Linnea Gagliano. Director of Global Communications for Travel Oregon. Stay with me. We've got one more segment to go. Over the past 10 years that I've been talking on all things wine, my product endorsements have definitely been few and far between. That's because I'm not just a wine journalist. I'm also a wine critic and a wine judge, and I've got a reputation. Not that kind of reputation. Anyway, the wines of Peak Ranch would easily win a gold medal for me in any blind tasting. They're a small boutique label making wines from grapes grown on one of California's most legendary properties. The Pinots, the Chardonnays, and Syrahs are going to absolutely blow your mind. And because Peak Ranch is a new name to most wine enthusiasts, they're priced well below the price they'll likely command as more and more of you see the remarkable scores and reviews they're getting from the world's toughest critics. Log on to PeakRanch.com, read their story, and buy a bottle or two or three. Each varietal is a masterpiece. Get yours online at PeakRanch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E Ranch.com. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. 
He also turned his beloved Garya into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At MMOrganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. The Central Coast of California is world-renowned for exceptional wines, but it's also one of the most vibrant and alluring travel destinations in America because the wide range of things to see and do here is absolutely astonishing. From stunning beaches to breathtaking hiking trails to world-class dining, artisan craftswork, and so much more, California's Central Coast is addictive. For those visiting this magical region, there's no better place to call home base than the city of Atascadero. Atascadero is perfectly centered in the middle of everything you'll want to see and do while you're here. A true slice of Americana. The locals here are eager to welcome you, and the accommodations are plentiful, comfortable, and affordable. Atascadero is a 365 days a year destination with mild winter weather and mostly sunny days, even when the rest of the country is bundled up. For more information about the warm and welcoming town of Atascadero, log on to visitatascadero.com. Discover the California Central Coast at visitatascadero.com. And now, Grape Encounters with David Wilson continues. And we are back. It's the home stretch of Grape Encounters Radio. Actually, it's not the home stretch. We are actually approaching the starting line. And the adventure of a lifetime, as far as any wine consumer is concerned, is about to happen for us. And this wouldn't even be possible without the help of our friend Dave Simmons. And he is the CEO of My Way. And Dave, welcome to the show. First of all, all the way from New Zealand. Thanks for being on. Brilliant. Hey, thanks very much. Great talking to you again, uh, David, and uh, always a pleasure. And, uh, super excited to be able to help you out on the uh, adventure that you've got ahead of you. You guys have provided us with a vehicle. I don't even know what it looks like, to be honest with you. I'm just expecting that it is up to the highest MyWay standards, and it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So not any old vehicle. You're going out in an RV, David, that uh, you can uh, sleep and cook in. And after you've had a few wines at a vineyard, you can go and park up and uh, sleep as opposed to having to worry about getting back here to the motel or hotel. So uh, you're going to have a great few days out there on the road up in Oregon. And we're going to do Northern California as well. So we're making a lot of winery stops. But this is a really formidable program that you have facilitating getting people into RVs. They don't have to go buy one. And then providing places through partnerships for people to go. Absolutely. We're really excited by the, the progress that we're making. My Way connects people who own RVs who uh, may not be using them with people who want to rent them. So a really convenient, wide range of product. But the key thing is then helping facilitate that. We partnered up with our great friends at Harvest Toast, which is a wonderful business that uh, enables you to stay on site at various wineries. Uh, so not only can you go and experience the vineyard, but you can also park your RV up and, and say there's a great experience uh, between My Way and uh, Harvest Toast. Have you done 
found anything like this in New Zealand? We have indeed. As you know, we've got some wonderful vineyards down here uh, throughout the country. And uh, again, just a, a neat way to kind of get out into the countryside, into the regions, go and enjoy. You're doing some of the uh, farm gates, other doors, and uh, so you don't have to worry about drink and driving. You can go put your cases of wine that you buy at the vineyard into the back of the van and you park up overnight if you choose to. Yeah, very popular product that we have uh, down here in New Zealand and excited to be able to launch it uh, in the U.S. So one thing that you know certainly comes to mind is the fact that I don't think there's another company that could have pulled this off because you guys are the largest in the world, correct? I mean, you're part of a parent corporation. Give people an idea of the scope of your company and why it's been easier for you to do this and uh, it might be for somebody that was in a lesser position. Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, my way is part of a larger organization, if you like, and that organization is uh, part owned by Thor Industries, which is the world's largest RV manufacturer, owns brands such as Airstream and Jayco, etc. And another one of the uh, owners of our business is Tourism Holdings Limited, THL, which is the world's largest RV rental operator. Uh, so between those two businesses, we're well placed to listen and learn uh, to things that work well in different parts of the world. We uh, have RVs deep in our DNA, obviously, as well as tourism. So uh, you're off the back of our experiences of uh, THL. We really understand what makes a great RV holiday and uh, you know, what people need to get the best out of journeying in, a, in an RV. DNA of RVs runs through our vein and, and uh, also the understanding of delivering great tourism experiences. Uh, those two you know, kind of key points enable Maiwa to be pretty different in terms of being able to you know, deliver a great proposition. We're talking to Dave Simmons. He is the CEO of My Way. And we're going to be calling it, uh, Dave, the My Way Grape Encounters Wine Chaser. That's our vehicle. And, <laughs> Sounds fantastic. It feels like I need to be coming with you. How hard a sell is it to people who would potentially rent out their RVs when you tell them, hey, we want you to rent your RVs out to our customers who are going to be uh, driving around wine country? Is there trepidation or what's uh, <laughs> just curious? Oh, listen, I, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know, most people who haven't been involved in sharing an asset are a little apprehensive to start with, but uh, we provide a, a really, really robust, solid proposition. We understand RV owners very, very well. We understand yeah, the value yeah, of their yeah. asset. And the key thing for us is making sure that everyone has a great experience, whether it be the guest that's taking the vehicle out or indeed the owner. And so we have lots of protection and programs in place to ensure that the owner is looked after in every step of the way. We're there to make sure that everyone has a great experience, whether that's the, the guest or indeed the owner. Talk to me about some of the partnerships that you've worked with, are working with. There's Thousand Trails, Campgrounds, and Encore RV Resorts, uh, and then of course, Harvest Host. We have great partners partnership with both Thousand Trails, which is part of uh, Encore RV. Yeah, Thousand Trails is a, a wonderful product. Uh, over 200 campgrounds across the, the U.S., I believe, from every 27 states, uh, including many of the wine regions through uh, in California, Oregon, right. uh, Washington, etc. Fabulous product, you know, really top quality product, great experience, a really, really good campground to partner up with. And, and they're just a wonderful partner. They've helped us in many, many, many ways to help you know, create sort of the experiences that you're having. In addition to that, we also, as, as I said before, partner with Harvest Host, which is quite a different type of product. Uh, you know, very boutique, uh, very much focused around connecting people who really want to get into those wine regions. And uh, you know, as the name kind of suggests, uh, Harvest Host is deeply connected with the wine industry, as, as well as orchardries and you know, other kind of land-based producers, if you like. And it creates the opportunity for the guests to actually really get amongst it and have those unique experiences and stay in those unique locations. So between Thousand Trails slash Encore Resorts uh, and Harvest Host, 
we've got a, a great collection of partners that um, you know, offer something for anyone and everyone as they take their My Way van out on the road. You know, I think it's really cool about this too is that if you're really a true wine aficionado, wine enthusiast, and you want to not just do the better known wine countries like Napa and Sonoma or maybe the Willamette Valley up in Oregon, you can literally, in most cases, right, Dave, you could pick up a vehicle somewhere close to the region you want to visit, whether it's Virginia or Florida or North Carolina or whatever. You just pick up a vehicle that's located in that area, right? So you don't have to drive from wherever you're at halfway or all the way across the country. Oh, listen, that's exactly right. This this beauty of what we're doing with peer-to-peer platform, we're connecting owners from across the country with, with people who want to take vehicles out to, as I say, the opportunity for someone to fly up to Oregon and pick up a van and then spend, you know, three, four, five, six, seven days, uh, you know, exploring there or indeed, you know, as a kind of various wine regions, you don't have to drive a van you know, from where you live across there and take three or four days up and, and travel and get there and then get amongst the regions and enjoy yes. the vineyards that are out there to be explored. You know, you're absolutely right in terms of your vehicles across the country for people to uh, to access. And no packing and unpacking. That's what oh, that's, that's without that's, a doubt. That's, that's, you know, it's, 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 you, you just keep storing your wines as you buy them, uh, you just keep putting them in the back of the van. <laughs> Until it's dragging. <laughs> Until it's yeah, dragging yeah. in the back. Well, listen, hey, Dave, we're so excited to be doing this. We're, we're going to try not to come back with a scratch on anything, but we're insured, right? You you are. Uh, let the key things be uh, as fun. I'm super excited to, to hear the, the stories uh, from the road, uh, uh, David. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to join you on, on one of these trips at some point in time. They sound like a lot of fun. David Simmons, CEO of My Way. He's hooked us up, and we're going to hit the road in just a couple of days. So we'll look forward to reporting to you from the road. We'll see you back here next week. Your grape encounter isn't over. We're just taking a breather until next week's edition.